हेलो गाइस आई एम सात्विक वेलकम बैक टू पॉलिटी प्ले वी आर इन एपिसोड टू एंड टुडे विल डिस्कस अबाउट दिस रियली इम्पॉर्टेंट मैरी टाइम डिस्प्यूट विच इज कॉल्ड द साउथ चाइना सी डिस्प्यूट द वन स्मॉल प्रिक विथ इन चाइना विथ चाइना डजेंट इवन वॉन्ट टू टॉक अबाउट सो वाई एम आई डिस्कसिंग दिस एंड वॉट्स इट्स इम्प्लीकेशंस अराउंड द वर्ल्ड एस्पेशली इन इंडिया लेट्स फाइंड इट आउट in this episode of polity play season 1 episode 2 the south china sea accounts to an estimated amount of 3.37 trillion dollar worth of global trade and it accounts for almost a third of the global maritime trade 80% of the mainland china's energy imports and 39.5% of china's total trade and this passes through this south china sea you can call south china sea as the suez canal of asia Just like Suez Canal has almost one third of the trade passing through it, similarly, South China Sea is the other half of it. The another one being the British Channel. So why does China or the People's Republic of China have to claim sovereignty on this particular part of this of the ocean or the Chinese Sea, which it doesn't even need to care about? It is out of its reach. It it infringes sovereignty of other nations. it is it is contested waters it is international waters and why does the people's republic of china have to conquer this so called territory given the fact that china is an economic and military powerhouse since its economic boom in 2003 it's become the second largest economy in terms of ppp and also it has increased its military substantially to become one of the major feared military houses in the asian continent keeping russia apart so why does china have to do this even though it has an abundance of ocean around it still why does it have to fight on some random sea which is far away from its coastal lines not even bordering the closest island hainan to it and still it fights on it day by day building illegal structures on islands building illegal islands building armed for armed force structures building runways building bases why does china have to do all that there is a small concept in terms of international law called the laws of strength gradient in which a particular country's gradient of strength amplifies on the basis of the military present in that particular zone and this was done by the united states of america since a really long time and now this is what china has been trying to do since or till 2000s the only and only superpower since the fall of ussr has been and will be the united states of america china is just practically trying to challenge it china in every term does not like this monopoly of superpowership of the united states and given that united states has a whole lot of 800 foreign military bases covering the entire globe having its own flag in other sovereign nations of course with legally binding treaties this is something which pricks china china does not china even though being a really big economic power does not have the money to do it so hence china has started this so called belt and road initiative one belt one road initiative africa first initiative and what not these are just ways of trapping countries using chinese foreign in develop foreign indirect investment trapping them in debts and then claiming them as their servants or basically china just commanding them what it wants them to do 
but when it comes to the south china sea china in this case is surrounded all around by american allies or neutral countries like vietnam although it's not an american ally still it's a neutral country taiwan a staunch american ally philippines um philippines is a bit contested but again yeah philippines has a foreign military base of america so yeah i'll count it as an ally brunei brunei also up to an extent malaysia of course why not singapore singapore it uh, singapore is also contested but again yeah so when it's covered around by neutral countries united states allies then why is china doing this we know that 80% of china's energy requirements go through the south china sea and if this so called sea is closed you can imagine the economic um, economic tumble or the economic recession it will have on the chinese economy and this is what china is scared about china has very low sources of income from the outside in terms of maritime only because from anywhere around even being around the center of the globe china does not have enough it does because of its government it does not allow more or less about air about air transport or about air trade the only and only way it does is through land or by the sea and china knows that if these seas are closed or if they have been debarred then it's going to face a huge economic risk which it does not want to take so th- that's why the total you know total uh, contesting of sovereignty in the south china sea building of such hum- humongous military bases in this contested international waters i'll call and yeah so on and so forth such such heinous activities of this chinese republic people's republic they call themselves for some reason now if you are a google earth fanatic like me who plots and surfs on google earth which i'm pretty sure nobody might have been doing but i hope my listeners do it or at least some of them and it doesn't matter so if you plot it i'll first tell you about this international law called the united nations convention on the law of the sea this convention was first signed in and around 1950s 1957 to be exact i'm not sure and it was divided into three parts and under which the first part which is un clause 1 or the uh, united nations convention on the law of the sea short for un clause 1 contained the first convention on the territorial sea and contiguous zone in which it divided the territorial waters exclusive economic zones international waters on terms of nautical miles and graded latitudes and longitudes now if you draw that if you measure if you measure a uh, 220 nautical miles that's what the un mandates for that every nation apart from territorial waters is accountable for 220 nautical miles worth of as economic maritime zone for for their own economic benefits so that's 12 nautical miles of territorial waters plus 22 220 nautical miles of economic zones which is 232 miles you start plotting them on google earth you won't even find the south china sea being in any of those 232 miles of any of those sovereign nations in fact if you plot it correctly then you will find south china sea to be an in international waters like no country has sovereignty on that part of the ocean whatsoever then you will ask me why is china going about building bases and putting its armed forces threatening fishermen killing them machine gunning them and why is why is china doing all this or why why is it contesting sovereignty the answer is quite simple 
China sees Southeast Asia as its backyard just like United States sees South America as its backyard given the fact that the Southeast Asian countries Thailand Cambodia Laos Vietnam Kuala Lumpur or, or Malaysia for that matter apologies Brunei Indonesia Philippines Taiwan I won't count but for the sake I'll just count Taiwan none of them are, are as strong in terms of economy or military might as china but given the fact that each of these countries can come together and stop any trade from going to china this is what china's biggest fears might be that its actions are in a direct correlation to its economic security in 2015 united states france and united kingdom as usual had conducted a freedom of navigation operations in the south china sea freedom of navigation operations is basically you know ships moving around mapping the region just making sure the 232 nautical miles are maintained and stuff like that which they don't need to bother about but they still go about doing it and when when this happened china started protesting in 2015 and in 2016 it dragged philippines to court ironically it lost the case in the international court and china was told strictly on its face that hey you don't have any right on south china sea it does not belong to you neither does it belong to vietnam or philippines it belongs to everybody it's international waters you may have been sharing some part of south china sea but it does not belong to you but china as usual does didn't give a damn about this international arbitrary court and went on doing its business china built a hell number of military bases around this region we have the sprotly islands you must have pretty sure heard of sprotly islands this is one of the major contested zones in the south china sea we have the paracel islands the scarborough islands uh, the scarborough shoal and the fiery fiery uh, shoal or whatever these are such highly contested waters and highly contested reefs and islands that china has been trying to raise their hegemony on it Just imagine, from 2015 to 2017, China built around six to seven military bases on artificial or existing islands in the South China Sea. And all the while, countries like Vietnam, Brunei, and Kuala Lumpur, Philippines, and Malaysia, they have all been trying to come together. And Ho Chi Minh City, Kuala Lumpur, Manila, these are the capitals of the country. They got frightened, and they made their own. own basis of governing the south china sea now you will ask me how is this implicant to india if south china sea is being conquered by china continuously through its military might and its economic powerhouse and if chinese companies are dredging the sea continuously by building islands how is it related to india there was an incident which happened in the south china sea with regard to india around 2011 We had this ship called the INS Airawat. It was an amphibious assault vessel, and we all know that the Indian Navy, in in particular, has really friendly relations when it comes to the Vietnamese Navy. Of course, uh, for basic reasons to keep China in check because Vietnam is almost bordering towards China. So Indian Navy started to build its relation with Vietnam, and in 2011. since so at the peak of its relations it sent an amphibious assault vessel INS Airawat on a friendly visit to Vietnam and it was 45 nautical miles from the Vietnamese coast uh, coast in the disputed South China Sea 
and all of a sudden the people's liberation navy or the chinese navy i'll call it springs out of nowhere and starts contesting it it started intimidating the indian naval ship and it saw it as a as a infringement of sovereignty a very baseless claim and it has been doing such claims since a very long time since it's become an economic and a military power china claims historical claim, historical rights on the south china sea and if we have gone through history very carefully none of the chinese empires none of the chinese countries or the duchies none of the chinese feudal lords not even mao zedong not even uh, chiang kai shek none of them have been able to come close to the south china sea even in the 1940s world war 2 1940s these so called islands the south china sea and uh, in and around islands around it scarborough scarborough shoal parasol islands all of these were actually british mandated islands just because british owned that part of china under its maritime agreements these all were basically british british islands so why does china have to do this china is doing it only to prove the world that it has the capability to do it and it's a clear indication for india that today we are doing this tomorrow we'll have andaman under us yes the andaman and nicobar islands are frightfully close to the myanmar uh, to myanmaris or the myanmaris coast and they are although they are a way deal farer from farther from the indian coast it so happens that we have been able to successfully have sovereignty on it and life has been blooming and yeah i was i was in andaman for 3 years living there studying there so yeah andaman is quite good but at the same time since china has been doing it in south china sea building bases contesting country sovereignty killing their fishermen china claims historical historical rights because its fishermen were traveling to these spratly islands parasol islands then this fiery shoal and what not islands since the beginning of the 90 of 1949 when they got independence just because a few groups of fishermen were traveling there getting their own fish and coming back china started claiming sovereignty on it just be- and that too in 1990 meaning since 1949 till 1990 china was really quiet on the south china sea and all of a sudden some american former diplomat comes up and starts oil drilling there china wakes up and starts claiming the entire south china sea they build this thing called the nine dash line and it's so discriminatory so infringing of the sovereignty of other nations it literally occupies the entire south china sea giving nothing to the to the malaysians the bruneese the vietnamese the Filip- filipinos and it it basically doesn't grant them anything doesn't even respect that economic exclusive ex- exclusive economic zone as granted by the united nations and as usual china has been contesting it like this time and again and because it has done this and because india has good relations with these particular nations where which is the filipino navy the vietnamese navy china has been trying to push this up as a way of like a signal to the indian uh, to the indian establishment new delhi in particular that today we have, we have been able to do this tomorrow we'll do it in andaman tomorrow tomorrow we'll do it in the indian ocean why not they are, they have a, such a huge navy they can do it any time anywhere we just don't know when although our navy is very prepared uh, are well i i hope they are well prepared i know they are well prepared so yeah this is what china will be doing all time long it had claimed andaman sovereignty sometime in around um, in in around quite some time and 
it it has been doing this since a very long time it you know at some future date i'm hoping the chinese government will you know invent a 700 year old new document and say that this so called admiral ching chang zeng or whoever it is he came on a voyage saw anman and nicobar islands and praised their beauty and went back and china might even do that and why not china that that's what that's the main goal of the chinese establishment since the 1962 war with india and in the beginning itself supporting pakistan we know china has been doing all this to crumble india why not obviously many think tanks and even even in, in 2016 the officiating ambassador of the chinese of the chinese people's republic of china in a discussion said that someone in future may dispute the ownership of the andaman and nicobar islands why because china's ownership claim was rejected in this so called international court or the permanent court of arbitration they call it and given the fact that china itself doesn't respect the macmahon line and in and give and india supports the other countries regarding south china sea it's of no wonder that china can one day contest sovereignty of the andaman islands coming to the fact what can china do regarding its tightening grip over the south china sea there was a report by an us admiral who claimed that china if given a chance could actually hurt the economies around that nations including australia's economy australia a far flung nation whose whose maritime trade goes through south china sea on its closure by china all those economies in that region will be hit hard trust me and given the fact that this coronavirus or this covid-19 pandemic which we are facing has closed down all trade whatsoever and there have been reports and even i have been seeing them lately from google earth from yesterday to today that chinese ships from the so called port called uh, uh, sorry excuse me it's a so called port called guangzhou have been traveling to fairy cross mischief and subi reefs where three of china's largest artificial islands are there in the disputed spratly chain and china has uh, if and god forbid me but i think china is trying to seal the south china sea off after the world comes back to normal from the coronavirus pandemic just imagine if that huge portion of ocean gets closed down to everybody in that region economic losses worth billions is something which we can expect people will starve jobs will be lost you might be seeing a semi recession in the asian continent and nobody wants that to happen it might lead to another war of course china might not be prepared as much as it sounds but still it will lead to a conflict it will lead to some skirmish it something or the other might happen but in the end but china will never leave it and planning for the same in the in regard to andaman and nicobar islands the very fact that some random ambassador of this people's republic of china comes up in new delhi and says one day we might contest on the sovereignty of andaman and nicobar islands is a clear fact that de- that they are doing this uh, they are doing this because of because to you know it's called a gray zone tactic they are trying to corner the indian indian subcontinent on that basis and china doesn't do this like on its own china does it in terms of fishing boats or survey vessels of the um, government backed private people and stuff like that china doesn't do this on its own when there is surety that whatever actions are being done indirectly has been leading to some reaping then china sends its military then china sends its ballistic uh, submarines its nuclear ships and what not 
even why why go for to 2016 in, in 2019 in september last year a research vessel was operating in indian waters in the andaman sea and withdrew swiftly when it was challenged by an indian warship and at that time when there's a talk of a china backed plan to construct a canal across the thai isthmus and this, and i repeat this china made a secret agreement of a naval base on the cambodian coast there is a growing chinese presence across the indian ocean with the only last line of defense being the malacca strait and this is something which we as the india sec indian security establishment must be really really scared about we must be prepared for this in fact given the fact that china's china's influence is rising in that particular region and given that such skirmishes are happening now and then in the indian ocean the bay of bengal arena around andaman in around the fdn ins jarawa why not we as the indians must be cre- must be prepared in in case anything of such a chinese activity comes to light in, in and around or near the andaman islands the andaman islands are actually really strategic you can actually send a bomber all the way from port blair to beijing and get it back on full fuel that's how near andaman islands are to beijing and this is what china is china does i feel the south china sea dispute is a pointer as a summary to two things one to show the united states of america and countries around there that if china wants it can harm their economies and get the us to a conflict which it didn't doesn't want to and the second one it is it is showing india that look we are doing this to prove that some or the other day if you're not listening to us then those small 300 group of islands which you so lovingly call the andaman and nicobar islands might come under us and yeah they don't give a damn about international law international repercussions and they they don't they basically don't give a give an importance to it and this is what is the most worrisome of all imagine a country a rogue nation which does not give even the slightest importance to such international law which can go about harming nations on their maritime borders their economies their people their their sovereign territory what can this do when it tries to conquer them when it tries to hurt their economy if it has hegemony on their particular regions the south china sea conflict is one of the major maritime conflicts of the 21st century and we as the young as young indians as the indian security establishment also which we would be keeping a keen eye on the activities in this so called region and will be and this is a clear cut proving fact that the government better invest in our indian navy so as to make sure the next time if any maritime dispute springs out out of nowhere then the indian navy is ready to take on this so called rogue nation people's republic of china's hegemony i hope you like this fact and i hope you guys enjoyed this discussion and yes there's a lot of factual um, information i've put it out in this and like share it follow it on spotify listen to me on anchor share it to how much of people you can push it through those idiotic whatsapp groups and um, and what not and make sure this reaches to everybody around if whoever is interested in international affairs and all and make sure yeah educate the world based on what this particular nation or whatever whatever is happening around the world just send it across people might feel it find it interesting 
सो दिस इज द एंड ऑफ दिस सेकेंड एपिसोड दैट इज द साउथ चाइना सी डिस्प्यूट एंड वॉट रिप्रिकॉशन इट हैज ऑन द वर्ल्ड एंड इन पर्टिकुलर वॉट द इंडियन सिक्योरिटी एस्टेब्लिशमेंट मस्ट डू टू बी प्रिपेयर इन टर्म्स ऑफ अ कॉन्फ्लिक्ट रिगार्डिंग दिस रीजन एंड अनफॉर्चुनेटली द अंडमान सी और द अंडमान ग्रुप ऑफ आइलैंड सो हियर आई स्टॉप साइनिंग ऑफ सात्विक ऑफ पॉलिटी प्ले कमिंग ऑफ विद एपिसोड थ्री आई एल बी डिस्कसिंग नेक्स्ट अबाउट द सैबोटैज ऑफ डब्ल्यू एच ओ और द वर्ल्ड हेल्थ ऑर्गेनाइजेशन बाई दिस सो कॉल्ड पीपल्स रिपब्लिक ऑफ चाइना एंड शुड द वर्ल्ड ट्रस्ट दिस सो कॉल्ड डॉक्टर टेड्रोस एडनोम गेब्रीस अंडल टमोरो प्लीज स्टे प्लीज स्टे एक्टिव बी अलाइव स्टे एट होम डोंट गो आउटसाइड प्लीज सेल्फ क्वारंटीन विद योर फैमिली एंजॉय विद दैम एंड स्टे सेफ यस साइनिंग ऑफ सात्विक फ्रॉम पॉलिटिकली